Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. And I'm back. It's Sean. Yeah! <laughs> and I'm Shannon. <laughs> Sean, it's so good to have you back. We've missed yeah. you. Good to be back. It's been a couple wild weeks, but glad to be back. Yeah, it feels like a long time since you were here. So I'm I'm very glad that you're here and that there were no catastrophes this yes, week. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Everything's good. It's snowing right now, so hopefully the power doesn't like get knocked out. I mean, <laughs> knock on wood, right? That I would be what happens, right? <laughs> Finally get you back. Call and- in or something like that. <laughs> we're doing this no matter what. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I'm glad you're back. Before we get into this week's topic, we do have one email. It's from our good friend, Catherine. Catherine, always good to hear from you. Uh, She says, uh, hi, favorite show friends. Once again, another fine episode. As someone who's always been fascinated by things that are weird, scary, and dangerous, I have to start by echoing Shannon's sentiments about the deep sea fish. Yes. (laughs) From a young age, thanks to the Baltimore Aquarium and their exhibit about deep sea fish, I've always been fascinated by animals of the deep. The creepier and freakier, the better. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. Yes. Uh, And Aaron, you mentioned the lionfish. I've always liked them, too. They're beautiful but poisonous. The other dangerous fish I wanted to shout out is the stonefish of Australia. They perfectly blend in with the seafloor, and if you step on them, their venom can kill you within an hour. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Only in Australia, right? (laughs) All the dangerous things are there. Uh, She says, thanks for another fun episode, Catherine. Catherine, thanks for writing in and uh, teaching us about yet another sea creature that I need to try to avoid. (laughs) Because they're deadly and creepy and all of the above. Yes. <laughs> I'll be honest. I listened to I listened to most of the episode and didn't go back and finish it yet. But I'm reminded of our brother Nolan, who's like, you know, it's it's out of our element. Like we're meant to be on land, you know. <laughs> and you go in there, and there's just so many things that that could kill you. And like the solace that we get is that they probably won't kill us, right? It's <laughs> probably. Like, it's like it's like they could, but no, they they won't. They're not really interested in in humans, right? And it's like, oh well, I think that makes me feel better. But still, at the ocean, I'm like, yeah, we'll we'll go in a couple feet, you know, like maybe up to my knees. But other than that, you know, leave leave the ocean to the domain of everything else that is, uh, I don't know, in my opinion. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Well, Shannon, you were you were listing some of your favorite creepy fish, and you were saying they live at like ten thousand feet in depth. And I was like, well, that makes me feel a little better because I only go in up to my knees, but still, <laughs> yeah, they're in there. there. <laughs> they're still yes. in there. Oh boy. Uh, well, speaking of which, Sean, did you since you missed a couple of weeks, did you have anything you wanted to update us on, or do you want to do you want to just get get on with it with this week's topic? I think we'll just jump in. I, I do enjoy fantasy books, but I know that. We all share a lot of of interest in Brandon Sanderson's books, and he has quite a quite a collection. So <laughs> I don't know. There are some others, maybe some short stories that I'll ride in with, but but I think we could just jump right in. Awesome. Yeah. Well, then uh, let's get on to it. Then this uh, this week was a movie episode, and so we're going to be talking about our favorite action adventure films. And uh, we actually had this discussion right as we were getting connected here. The reason I call it action adventure is because I feel like in my experience, that's usually what I've seen that genre called, uh, like on streaming services and online and stuff, is they, they kind of lump it together of action adventure. And with all of these genre things, of course, there's going to be overlap. Of course, there's like all this, you know, uh, uh, things that straddle the lines or blur the lines or whatever. But according to Wikipedia, an action film is a film where the protagonist is thrust into a series of events that typically involve violence and physical feats. Uh, the genre tends to feature a mostly resourceful hero struggling against incredible odds, which include life-threatening situations, a dangerous villain, or a pursuit, which usually concludes with the victory for the hero. And an adventure film, they do, Wikipedia does have them separate. An adventure film is a form of adventure fiction. Subgenres of adventure films include swashbuckler films, pirate films, and survival films. Adventure films may also be combined with other film genres such as action, comedy, drama, fantasy, science fiction, family, horror, war or other mediums of animation so it just adventure apparently is just a catch-all but anyway action adventure (laughs) movies i guess mostly emphasis on the action part of it so action action films as usual i over prepared because i figured we'd have some overlap but i'm curious what you guys have we didn't discuss who should go who wants to go first (laughs) you did ask who was going to go first and then i think i distracted us i think that's what happened (laughs) that might be right well i'll go first since it's been a minute (laughs) sounds good (laughs) the first one the first one i want to talk about is a movie called edge of tomorrow yeah 
Which, to be honest, I didn't realize for a long time was called Edge of Tomorrow. I thought it was called Live, Die, Repeat, because that's what like the big words are on the on the poster. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, so there was a little confusion with that. But movie came the movie came out in 2014. Stars Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's uh, it's interesting. I learned some things about about the process sometimes early on in film where I I do I knew that there were times that people would write scripts and send them to studios kind of hoping to get to get some traction to get the 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 screenplay purchased and uh see now now I'm sounding like a poser because I'm using screenplay and script interchangeably but anyway <laughs> we know what you mean but but what's interesting is is there was a uh a company, I believe it's a production company, Three Arts Entertainment, that bought the rights to a a story that is called "All You Need Is Kill" by Hiroshi Sakuras Aka. Sorry, Hiroshi, but um, <laughs> that came out in, in 2004, and it's it's it, from what I could tell, it's not technically. Uh, how do you say it? Is it manga or manga? It's sort of manga. I own that book. If you ever want to read it. It's oh, you good. do. Oh, I oh, wow. Do. I thought it looked really cool. I was like, I should get that. I was looking on, you know, online to see how much it cost or whatever. So yeah, I'll definitely take you up if on you borrowing borrow that. It. <laughs> so they bought the rights to that. Then after buying the rights, then they did. I learned this new term, a spec script, which is non-commissioned and unsolicited, and and sent that. And Warner Brothers picked it up, and then Warner Brothers uh, made the movie. So it had it had quite a journey, but it wasn't one of those built on some classic like it was this journey that happened between all these different people over a 10-year period because the book came out in 2004 and then the movie in 2014 but anyway long story short it's a fun film um there's three arts entertainment warner brothers and the publishing company of all you need is kill were all involved in the in the creation of the movie too which is cool seeing them all come together and collaborate but it's basically this you know it's not necessarily a spoiler but these people are sent. There's this alien invasion. Um, the aliens really have hunkered down in in Europe, and there's this huge invasion trying to to push back the alien force. And so it's it's kind of futuristic. There's like these exoskeleton fighting suits that um, that the human soldiers have. And anyway, they go in and like right at the beginning of the movie, Tom Cruise, who's who's one of the soldiers there, dies. <laughs> uh, it was like, wait, what the heck? But anyway, come to find out, if you didn't guess by live, die, repeat, uh, there's there's something at play, and and it seems to happen over and over. It's kind of like a uh, the action version, maybe of Groundhog Day or something <laughs> like that. Um, I like that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's just it's kind of an interesting concept where where the days actually are different. Um, and in you know, I won't I won't go into that too much because that could maybe give it away a little. But this idea of of revisiting battle and being kind of a strategy, this idea of being able to reset battle. And so it's just an interesting premise. I thought it was a a fun movie. Um, Definitely, definitely kind of a fun, you know, shoot 'em up alien, alien invasion type movie, but kind of with that fun twist where, where it's almost maybe a tiny bit of time travel, but not getting into all the complexities that time travel has. It's like, oh, we're just going to take one really small snippet of it and have like a time reset, not a time travel. And so anyway, I, I, I enjoy it. Nice. I dig it. Shannon, you mentioned something. Did, is this one on your list or you just enjoy it as yeah, well? Yeah, no, this one's on my list too. Um, It was one that, yeah, it had really poor marketing because they had released their trailers and things and it seemed like a really interesting concept. But like you said, like the big tagline, it was just live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat. And then at some point, they actually changed the uh, title of the movie because from test audiences and things, people were not very likely to go see it just based off of whatever it was that it was called. I don't even remember, which is kind of the thing. Like it was kind of forgettable. And so it didn't do great in the box offices because there was a lot of confusion over what the movie was trying to be. So I didn't see it in theaters. I think I saw it on your recommendation, actually. Um, we might have seen it. I'm, we might have seen it at your house. But yeah, I was it was a really good movie. And I thought it was unique, which was like you said, like Groundhog Day, like the adventure movie. And so, <laughs> it, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really liked how, yeah, unique of an action movie it was. It wasn't just the standard, like, 
here's these people and they're fighting and then this blows up and then the end. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because going back to our old friend Wikipedia, it, it, it the entry is for Edge of Tomorrow, but then the very first sentence says, also known as Live, Die, Repeat, Edge <laughs> of Tomorrow, right? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somehow they, they got confusing. Yeah. That's funny. But speaking of Tom Cruise... And speaking of a very formulated movie experience, let's talk about Mission Impossible. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have one of those on my list. <laughs> so I've never actually seen the first three Mission Impossibles. Oh, Shannon. <laughs> which is wild to say. But uh, when Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol came out, the fourth one in 2011, our mom loves Tom Cruise. I feel like she's talked about him before on the podcast. But uh, we went to go see it and she loved it. And I was like, am I going to even get what's going on i i don't know who these characters are i don't know what's happening and honestly it did not matter <laughs> like going into it, there was stuff that they were like talking about like oh yeah ethan this thing happened and here's your wife and whatever and i was like i don't understand but what i do understand is that there's a mission and it's impossible and he's got to do it <laughs> but like i mean from the trailers and from i saw ghost protocol and rogue nation and i think I saw Fallout. You have the exotic places and the cool cars and the jets and there's shooting and there's action and he's gonna get there just in time and there's explosions and there's hot women and like that's the formula and it's entertaining as heck. <laughs> and and you gotta have the you gotta have the the mask disguise things that are somehow like, Oh yeah the masks good, right? the, yeah and I don't know with Ghost Protocol though the fact that Tom Cruise does his own stunts to like a certain degree is insane to me because in Ghost Protocol he's literally climbing on the outside of the tallest building in the world in Dubai which is what the Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa yeah yes and oh that's a tall building and like <laughs> yes. the number of times we saw that movie and I knew what was happening but still I'm like oh man get back inside like what are you doing <laughs> and I think it's in Rogue Nation that he's like on the outside of a plane when it takes oh, off geez. and like seeing him do that stunt in like behind the scenes footage i i don't insane. do well with heights and both of those movies when he was on the outside of the building and when he's out <laughs> yeah. on the outside of the plane both times i was squirming so bad <laughs> i just oh geez yeah. man those those movies are really good and shannon i i will say i i think you've watched the best ones but mission impossible <laughs> the, the first one from 1996 is a lot more like spy movie there's action in it for sure but it's a lot more spy mystery movie mission impossible 2 is very 2000s like action movie it's a lot of like i don't know i thought it was a little bit cheesy mission impossible 3 is real good mission impossible 3 is super good so you I, you've seen the best ones but I, you <laughs> One of these you can go back and watch it. Yeah. At least Mission Impossible 3 you should check out. It's very good. Um, I had Ghost Protocol on my list as well. But yeah, a shout out to all the Mission Impossible movies. They're they're very good. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty awesome. One of my favorite memories watching it too is we were, mom and I were at Popping Grandma's house one time. And yeah, it was the height of, we watched that movie a lot of times. And so we're watching it in their living room and Papa's over there watching. It's like, oh, you better run, Tommy. <laughs> <'Cause he's laughs> watching Tom Cruise do some stunt. Uh, that's funny. Yes. Well, so I was making I as I was making my list, I realized it was a very long list. And so I tried to started trying to whittle it down. So I'm not gonna talk about any superhero movies, partly because I think we're gonna do that as a separate topic, as a, a superhero genre of film. So that Im immediately got rid of a bunch from my list. And then also there are a bunch of my list that we've already talked about. For example, number one is The Lord of the Rings, which I've talked about mm -hmm. a million times on this show already. So we can skip that one. It's just know it's top of my list. Terminator 2, we've talked about a lot when we talked about sci-fi movies. We talked about Star Wars. We talked about Independence Day. We talked about Star Trek, the, the 2009 reboot. Those were all on my on my favorites list, but we've all talked we've talked about all of those. But one I do want to talk about that I don't think we've talked about yet on the podcast and is I think one of the best Best movies ever and is a great action adventure movie is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes. Oh yeah. So all the Indiana Jones trilogy notice I said trilogy. The the Indiana <laughs> Jones trilogy is so good. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark is great. Temple of Doom, super good. But I for me, my absolute favorite is The Last Crusade. It's it's oh, it's a well-made movie and so much good action, so much uh it just the whole thing's great. So it came out in 1989, um, and Wikipedia does call it an action-adventure film, so I guess that's vindication yeah. for me, I guess. <laughs> um, directed by Steven Spielberg and uh, uh, on a story co-written by executive producer George Lucas. Harrison Ford is so good as Indiana Jones. Uh, 
And in The Last Crusade, they are basically uh, trying to track down the Holy Grail. Uh, if you've seen the other the other Indiana Jones movies, the bad guys are the Nazis, which are the ideal bad guys because there's no defending them. They're just bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, they're Nazis. They're just terrible. So they're, they're, they're the perfect bad guys. Yeah, so they're trying to track down the Holy Grail before the Nazis get to it to try to, you know, use, using this thing as a, as a destructive weapon. Uh, and there is no better expert on Grail lore than Indiana Jones's dad. And uh, turns out he's gone missing, and so they have to go find him first and then try to track down the Grail. And the pairing between uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones and his father played by Sean Connery, the chemistry these two guys have is so <laughs> yes. amazing. Like, even b- before recording tonight, I went and looked up just on YouTube some some clips of The Last Crusade. I haven't watched it this year yet, but I've watched it recently. But, yeah, all these clips of the two of them... Like, they're so funny together. They're so great. Even in the middle of these, like, high action sequences, like, they're cracking each other up, or, or they're cracking me up. <laughs> the whole chase scene with the motorcycle with the sidecar. Oh, what a, what <laughs> and, a good and film. Indiana Jones, he's, like, you know, all, all you know, riled up and kicking people off and, and fighting everybody. And the whole time his dad is just, like, giving him, like, these glares of, like, Junior, <laughs> what are you doing, you know? <laughs> Oh, they're so funny together. And the whole cast is great. The whole story is great. And yeah, in addition to being a, a, a great action film, it's a great story. And uh, I regularly see it included on some of these, like, you know, lists of, of some of the, the best movies of all time or whatever. And I think it totally deserves it. It's really, really oh, great yeah. filmmaking uh, and just happens to be an also hilarious uh, and entertaining action film as well. Well, and how about this for a paragraph from Wikipedia? In May 1977, George Lucas was in Maui trying to escape the worldwide success of Star Wars. <laughs> His friend and colleague, Steven Spielberg, was also there on vacation from work on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Jeez. <laughs> Spielberg told Lucas he was interested in making a James Bond film, but Lucas told him of an idea, quote, better than James Bond. <laughs> Outlining the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Spielberg loved it, calling it a James Bond film without the heart. And he had the character's surname changed to Jones. Spielberg and Lucas made a deal with Paramount Pictures for five Indiana Jones films. The fifth of which is coming soon. Uh, yes. I, don't, I don't know the release date yet, but there is the fifth one coming finally. 2023, Dial of Destiny. That's it, yeah. I, I actually, I read something once, I, I, don't, I have no idea where, but it says something funny about who who else could possibly have been Indiana Jones's father than James Bond. So, like, of, of course, this pair <laughs> yes. of Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, like, it had to be. There's nobody else who could have done it. So, <laughs> anyway, what a great movie. Really good. And a handful of quotes as well, Speaking of quotable movies that just stick with you forever, right? Uh, you know, anytime, anytime somebody, you know, I don't know, you're at a party and somebody takes a bite of something they don't like or whatever, you can just be like, you have chosen poorly. <laughs> <You know? Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I didn't know you could fly a plane. Fly, yes. Land, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and I love when they're in the in the catacombs underneath the library, and and uh, oh, what's her name? The the girl is says, "I'm like, what is this?" And he's like, "It's the Ark of the Covenant." And she's like, "Are you sure?" Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> from the first movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, so many good things. It's what a great movie. I, my one of my favorite points, and then I'll, and then we can move on. One of my favorite things is when he when he's trying to rescue his dad, and he he swings in through the window at this castle, and uh, he crashes through the window, and as he's getting up, his dad hits him over the head with his vase, and he's like, "Junior," and he's like, and "His dad's like, I'm sorry, I thought you were one of them." And he's like, "Dad, they come through the doors." <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what a good movie! It's so oh, great, so good, really yes. good. Or, or when he, sorry, last one when he when he throws the Nazi out of the out of the window of the Zeppelin, he turns. Everybody's gawking at him. He goes, "No ticket." <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll let it go now. That's <laughs> I gotta go watch this movie right away. It's such they a were good trying movie. to kill us. I know, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> he shoots all those guards and says, "Like, look what you did." <laughs> Come on, Dad. All right, all right, I'm done. 
Oh, oh, where'd it go? Well, the next one for me that I want to talk about is a movie. I I think I'll call it an action movie. It could fit a couple of genres, kind of like we talked about earlier. Uh, But it's a movie called The Fugitive. That's on my list, too. What a good one. Oh, so So good. So good. Came out in 1993. It's based on a TV show that I have never seen. So (laughs) did either of you go watch the TV show? I've never seen the TV show. No. But, um... Man, just such a such a good movie. I mean, uh, Harrison Ford again, right? But but just I don't know. It's it it's it. I think one of the things that I really like about it is is the main adventure, if you will, will Doctor Kimball is 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 not not like a, a a tough action guy. He's he's a he's a medical doctor whose wife is murdered and and he gets the blame for it and so he's having to go around and and figure things out and just try to i don't know kind of make it up as he goes and be clever and i don't know and so there's something about that that just makes makes him really human right i mean there's not you know there are some big things that happen you know he ends up jumping in you know into a waterfall and stuff like that but I don't know. Just such a such a good movie. What what do you have about it, Aaron? Well, just the, so uh, first off, Wikipedia says it's an action thriller film. So again, action. We're we're on on schedule here. Um, it came out in 1993, and yeah, I just I think the story of it is so like you said, fascinating because he isn't, he isn't like Indiana Jones or James Bond or one of these, like, you know, he adventures his thing. He always does like, no, he just has been wrongly accused of killing his wife and, and not just accused, like convicted and was being sent right. to death row when the bus crash, uh, spoilers, we got lots of spoilers this episode. Um, when the bus <laughs> crashes and he escapes, movie, yeah. <laughs> that's early in the movie. It's, it, uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, like he's just, he's trying to figure it out and he's kind of just playing it by ear as he goes and, and he's smart, he's resourceful, but like, yeah, he's not, he's not, this is not normal for him, right? This is, Indiana Jones often finds himself in dangerous situations. Dr. Richard Kimball does not. I also, I love Tommy Lee Jones in the movie. He's oh, so good. He he's the so U.S. Amazing. Marshal who's leading, heading up the, the manhunt. He's so good. He is yes. so good in that movie. He's, he's amazing. He and his team are excellent. And, and, and also for the, for the few times we do actually have um, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones on screen together at the same time, the chemistry is so good. Like that, that my favorite line from that movie is that he says I didn't kill my wife and Tommy Lee Jones says I don't care (laughs) as he's holding them at gunpoint it's so good yeah uh, side note, the the dam he jumps out of was actually in Robbinsville, North Carolina, where I was living, and I've been to it, and oh. it's big. <laughs> it's a big thing to jump off of. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm sure he, I don't think Harrison Ford did his own stunts. I'm sure it was a dummy they threw off the thing, but still, <laughs> it's a very good scene. There's there's a lot of good action in this movie, even though it's a lot of it is thriller and, and a mystery side of it, like as he's trying yeah. to solve this case and trying to fi- find out, you know, find the real killer but yeah there's some great action sequences in this movie it's really good on a random unrelated note as i read through wikipedia i thought it was interesting that it debuted in the united states and sweden on the same day i don't know it didn't give any other context it was just like and it debuted in the united states and sweden i was like they're just gonna drop that was part of it leave it there film (laughs) no explanation They, they mm. thought, you know, that that would be a great target audience for this fugitive thriller. I Like, I, I don't know. If somebody knows, let me know. Cause That's I, funny. Just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, what do you got? Well... I don't know. I was trying to find a way to tie it in. Whatever. Another one <laughs> that's really movie. good. Action movie. <laughs> Another one that involves chasing. This time it's all about uh, car chases. Is the movie Baby Driver. Yes. Also, you're just checking off all of my list. And I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Baby Driver is so good. Like visually, it's stunning. They do all this really cool work with colors and with like, there. it's... It's also, it has such an incredible soundtrack. And Aaron, you as the sound guy, between the sound effects of the cars and the soundtrack blending in so nicely, and then like visually, like he'll be listening to our lead character, Baby, will be listening to music, and you'll just see words in the background that fit in so nicely. Like it's choreographed so phenomenally. But then... The actual, like, filming of it in the car is so impressive as well. Just everything about this movie is just so impressive. But uh, the basic plot of it is that we have a young man, Baby, who is the getaway driver for heists. And so, like, you see him with a couple of different 
teams of people doing like a bank robbery or things like that. But the one thing that stays the same is who like the head honcho is behind it all. And as you're slowly learning more about Baby and his connection to all of this that he kind of, he keeps to himself. He's got his sunglasses on, his headphones in, and he just, he drives the car. That's all he does. And that's all he cares to do. And so like, you know, at some point, Jamie Foxx's character is kind of asking like, what's this guy's deal? Like, I don't trust that he's never talking. Like, I don't trust whatever. And Kevin Spacey's character is like, is he driving you away? Then you're good. Like, leave it alone. And so it's just, it's interesting to kind of slowly get to know Baby as a character while just, like I said, visually, it's such a stunning movie. It's so good. Yeah, I think the combination of all those things, like you said, Shannon, the way that the the soundtrack, the music, and the sound effects all tie in together. They're all connected in a way that I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie do it like this before. Baby, apparently, there's a flashback at some point where we we learned that he was in a car wreck as a child, uh, which killed both of his parents, and left him with tinnitus. And so that's why he's always got headphones in listening to music, is to kind of drown out the tinnitus. But he's he's this incredible driver, and all of these songs he's listening to, you know, the the windshield wipers will be going in tempo with a song, or he'll he he changes gears and and peels out to to chord changes and all these all these things. I I work in movies. The level of detail to make all this work, I don't get. Like I don't know how they did it. It's so incredible. And and yeah, like you said, Shannon, I I think there's a lot of movies that have some really good driving action sequences. We've talked about James Bond already and and whatnot. There's a good car chase is 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 awesome. But I don't. I've never seen anything that had such incredible driving as Baby Driver. The the driving uh, choreography is so good. It's 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 just incredible. What a what an amazing movie. Have you seen it, Sean? I don't think I have. I know that I know that I've talked with different people about it. But I I don't think I've seen it before. I didn't see it when it first came out. So it came out in 2017. So it's not it's not an old movie. Um, but it had been out for a while before I finally saw it. I, I Nolan uh, had mentioned it a few times and was like, Aaron, you should watch this movie for the sound and for the cars and for all that stuff. And so yeah, when I finally watched it, I was like, oh dang, this is so good. So I don't know where you can stream it. I I I should have looked that up. But yeah, if you ever get a chance to see it, it's really really good but also if you want to borrow it i own it <laughs> yes <laughs> i'll bring you baby driver i'll bring you all you need is kill <laughs> yes yeah. doing a dvd exchange <laughs> i love it is it my turn i think it's my sure. turn Sure. so i talked about a movie that is such a fine example of what a film can be excellent filmmaking and all that sort of thing with indiana jones and the, the last crusade excellent acting excellent story amazing writing amazing soundtrack all that stuff is so good I want to swing the other direction and talk about one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie, and it is not a great movie. It's Twister. Oh, good. <laughs> you guys, I love Twister. It's such a great movie, and it's really not a great movie, so let me explain. So, Twister came out in 1996. Yes, Twister came out in 1996. It's an epic disaster film, according to uh, Wikipedia. But you know, there's action involved. Uh, directed by Jan de Bont. Uh, he and he, Jan de Bont, worked on some really big films as a cinematographer, and then he directed a couple as well. Um, he directed Speed, actually. Mm, okay. And uh, then he directed Twister. And Twister is the story of this ragtag team of storm chasers, starring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Uh, Carrie, how do you say his last name? Carrie Els. You will use use the guy from Princess Bride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how you say his last name, but anyway, that guy, he's the bad guy. Um, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, like it's actually got a really great cast. And they're all these kind of like ragtag storm chasers who are trying to put this device that they've created into a tornado so they can help uh, to help them study and learn and create a better early warning system. So. So first off, movies from the '90s have a look around about them. Have you guys noticed this? <laughs> they, they do. Like, there's something. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's true. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it to be derogatory. Like, something about the look of a '90s movie, as far as like the the quality of like the film and the way the cinematography was done. Like, they've got a look that I really like. Also, the movie plays really strongly into my nostalgia. When I was in middle school, um, and, well, even when I was younger, I've always been fascinated by tornadoes. And I talked about this uh, in our YouTube episode when we talked about. Uh, 
Pecos Hank, the the channel, the, the Storm Chaser yeah. channel that I follow. I've always been fascinated by fascinated by tornadoes. I think they're they're terrifying, but they're like beautiful and mysterious, and it's it's they're crazy to me. And so I've always been fascinated. And even for a little while, when I was in middle school, I thought I maybe could even be a meteorologist and like study them or something. And that was about the time Twister came out. And of course, I was just like all in, and it was such a great film for me, and I was so exciting, and and it was so cool to see these tornadoes like up close and crazy on the big screen. And there's there's a lot of good things about this movie. Like it's got the cool look to it. The effects actually are pretty darn cool, even though you know they're they're uh, mid to late '90s computer effects. We've gotten a lot better, but you know they're tornadoes. They they they, they look pretty good. The soundtrack I think is really great. You know, like, uh, again '90s movies that had these like really great um, orchestral soundtracks that were really cool. And it also did something interesting that a lot of '90s movies did, where there was like a dual soundtrack. So there was the orchestral soundtrack that had the big sweeping themes and all that cool stuff. But there was also the soundtrack of all the songs that appear in the movie. And a lot of them are like not prominently featured. Like, you know, every scene there's like a radio on in the background or something and there's some song. And and movies did this in the 90s. I don't know if you guys remember that you could buy like the songs from the movie soundtrack, right? Like oh, yeah. so yeah. so many movies did this, especially action and like disaster movies, whatever. You never noticed them in the movie, but it was like a way to sell more, you know, make more yeah. money off this movie. So, you know, Twister did that. A lot of those songs were pretty cool. Uh, featured uh, Van Halen actually wrote a few songs for the movie uh, that are that are pretty fun. But you know, it's got its issues. Are, are there are there gaping plot holes? Yes. <laughs> Is the dialogue really clunky? You bet. Is there really bad science? 100%. Is the is the acting in some places not very good? Y- you betcha. There's a there's a lot, you know. <laughs> it's not it's not winning any awards for being great cinema, you know, for and nobody's going to nobody's going to call it that. But I oh, I love it. It's such a good movie. And and in fact, so it's funny. So I had a VHS copy that I I watched a million times. And actually, Twister was the first movie to ever be released on DVD. I didn't realize oh, that until wow. I was looking on Wikipedia, wow. so that's cool. Awesome. Um but like it was one of those movies that I kind of like moved away from in my in my 20s and 30s and whatever it kind of I always had like a fond memory of it but like I didn't have a VCR anymore so I couldn't really watch it anywhere (laughs) and then it was like just a, a maybe two or three years ago, all of a sudden it popped up on Netflix. And you know, like Netflix doesn't always, they don't always add movies that just like stay forever. They'll add movies and they're on for like a month. But I saw it was on Netflix and so I sat and watched it and it was like this amazing like down memory lane and like I was like, oh, I love this movie. I forgot how much I love this movie. So I watched it again and I watched it again. And Stephanie (laughs) will tell you, I watched it at least a dozen times that month. In fact, the night when it was like, you know, it was like leaving Netflix on March 31st, you know, the last day of the month, I was like, it's leaving tonight. I got to watch it again. I got to watch it again. And Stephanie would walk in. She'd be like, you're watching this again? I'd be like, listen, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's going away. That is so awesome. So anyway, it's it's totally one of those movies that like I, I can't really make a rational case as to why I really love it, but I just really love it. And it's very exciting. So... You know, tornadoes chasing everybody all over the place, and it's 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 great. And the uh, you know the cheesiness probably adds to the love of it too. So anyway, <laughs> Twister. I had to I had to shout out Twister. Love you, it. You've heard you've heard the Twister news, haven't you? There's a sequel coming. <laughs> I just right. read that the other day. Coming summer 2024. Twisters, the sequel to Twister. That's yes. right. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. The sequel to Twister is going to be called. Twisters. That's right. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know how they can make another movie about this because guess what? Spoiler alert, at the end of the movie Twister, they get the device into it and learn the things they need to learn, supposedly making their early warning system and making tornadoes safer. So now what? <laughs> Maybe they're pulling a jaws. Maybe the child of the tornado is going to come back for vengeance or something. <laughs> well, supposedly the story is going to center around the child of Bill and Joe that has grown okay. up chasing tornadoes. But again, I, apparently there's more to learn than they they kept talking about how this device, Dorothy, was once they got it in the tornado, was going to teach them everything they needed to know about tornadoes. So apparently there's something else they didn't learn. So I don't know. <laughs> I have no right. idea what it's going to be about. But yeah. There's sharks in the tornado. <laughs> no, we did oh, that wait, movie that already. That movie already exists. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that movie's already. Oh, boy. Frozen tornadoes. Nope, that movie's been done too. Um, <laughs> oh, well. well. We'll see. when Someday when it comes out, I'll have to. There we go. Yeah. We'll you <laughs> I don't in, know. <laughs> in 18 months. Oh, boy. All right. I've talked about Twister enough. <laughs> One well, sentence was enough, but I just got excited. Well, we alluded to James Bond earlier. I had to pick a James Bond movie to to throw into the mix. It's a, it's a hard call because 
I feel like there are a lot of really good Bond movies, and there are some that are so-so. <laughs> but yeah, but one yeah. of them, one of them that I especially loved, which it's hard because it's not Goldeneye, even though that's probably like really, really close. I think Goldeneye is an amazing one. Is I'm going to go with Casino Royale. Both of those are on my list. Good job. Well done. Okay. Well, I'll let you talk about Goldeneye then. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Goldeneye I, is awesome. But I just had it as an honorable mention. But yes, they're, okay. they're those are my two favorite Bond movies. <laughs> well, so. Casino Royale was the first first Bond movie with Daniel Craig and and not only Daniel Craig but it's a it's a Bond reboot but but yeah and so I I think and maybe this is a common theme but um Bond in this one although he's he's like an amazing secret agent uh, like James Bond is he's a little more human I think in some ways um and and it also was really cool i did not know this until researching about it but it was they went back to some more classic things and so they did like actual physical stunt work for for as much as they could a lot in that movie rather than using what was common at that time and still common but of using computer generated uh characters for stunts and so it won some pretty cool awards, I think, for different stunts and things like that. But just in general, I think is it's just a, a cool, cool Bond movie through and through. It is very good. Yeah, I really like it. And, and you know, I, I, I know people who are really big into James Bond. And I guess, like, it's the big debate of, like, who is, who is the best Bond. And, and there's, some, there's a lot of polarizing things about, you know, either Daniel Craig or uh, Pierce Brosnan. People are really polarized about them. But... I thought both of them were very good. And again, yeah. I'm not a Bond super fan or anything, but I like Daniel Craig as Bond. He was really good. Well, I'm going to admit something I shouldn't. Let's hear it. Just like I haven't seen the first three Mission Impossibles, I've never seen any James Bond movie. You've never seen one. I've oh. never seen a single one all the way through. I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of like the older ones as a kid, like when they were on TV or things like that. But... I've never seen any of them. That's okay. <laughs> there was just enough when we were young. There's just enough of like spicy romance mixed in to it as well that 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 would make sense that we didn't didn't watch them as much like being, you know, youngins. Well, and there's a big enough age gap between me as the youngest and like Nolan at the oldest that I remember when Casino Royale came out and you guys all loved it. And I remember you guys like had seen it a couple of times. And like, I remember when you guys bought it, you were like, oh yeah, let's go down to the basement and watch it again. And like, I was just the right age that it was a bit much for me. So like there was kind of a, it's an age of movies there that like, I didn't see a lot of them. So that was one of them. I should go back and watch it. I know I would like it now, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, and let's be real. James Bond's not exactly a good person. Like, like no, you no, know, he's not. like he, it's not like he's he's not the villain, but like he's not like a nice dude either. And like you know, he's a womanizer and all that stuff. So <laughs> there's that's that's fair that like little kid Shannon probably didn't <laughs> see a lot of those. Frankly, I'm a little surprised that we watched as many as we did when we we were younger, Sean, but you know, it's whatever. GoldenEye, I think for me, was just is probably one of my favorite Bond movies. And I think probably a lot of it's nostalgia. Like, I don't know that I really watched a lot of the older Bond movies until yeah. I was older. Um, yeah. But I think GoldenEye might have been my first James Bond movie, and that's maybe part of why it turned into my favorite is like that you know, little, again, it, it came out in 1995. So 12-year-old Aaron was, I'm sure, very excited by all the, like, car chases and, you know, Ferraris and, and you know, guns and all the all the cool stuff that was going on with that. But, yeah, I really liked GoldenEye. And then, of course, we played the heck out of GoldenEye for that's right. <laughs> yeah, 64. Yeah, the N64 game, that was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That had all, that had all the best parts right in, in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah. And and yeah, Goldeneye, Goldeneye is really good too. And and I, I didn't I didn't really know James Bond's the classic ones, but Pierce Brosman is more of like just a, a very smooth I I don't know. I mean he, he runs into different problems and stuff like that, but you know, to me it seems like what I imagine James Bond set out to be, um, you know, just again, this very smooth agent that has all the gadgets, has all the the plans and is one step ahead of everybody and stuff like that. So oh, definitely yeah. he, worth watching that as well. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan's a smooth dude. 
He, he's very suave. Shannon, you'll be pleased to know a lot of these movies are on HBO Max right now, including GoldenEye. If you oh, wanna, good. If you want to check that one out, is Casino Royale? Yep, Casino Royale is also on HBO Max right now. I'm looking right, right now. Quantum of Solace is also a good one. Uh, yeah, so... If you if you wanna if you wanna see what all the fuss is about, <laughs> what what you missed all those years ago, you can go check it out right now. <laughs> nice. Well, the newest movie on my list is uh, a movie that came out in the summer of 2022 called Bullet Train. Hmm, I haven't seen uh, that one. It stars Brad Pitt. I think that one was also HBO Max. I loved it. And then looking online because I was like, man, like I remember the trailers looked so good. But, like, after it came out, I didn't hear anything about it. Ooh, boy. It got 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and uh, one of the critics, uh, let's see, where is it, uh, called it, Bullet Train's colorful cast and high-speed action are almost enough to keep things going after the story runs out of track. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Which is so rough. Oh, but, no. like, I don't know. I thought it was a really entertaining movie. I liked that you kind of learned what was happening as as the movie went that you started with such limited information you start with Brad Pitt and he's got his alias Ladybug and all you know about him is that he is a spy he's on this mission and he's clearly uncomfortable about it that he is talking to this person in his headset and he's like, listen, I'm just, I'm bad luck. Every time I've ever gone on a mission, it's been bad luck. And I'm seeing this therapist and I'm working through this. And so this is my first mission back and you promise me it's easy. Okay, good. And then as he's going through the train cars of this bullet train, you're slowly learning these other characters and all of them are intertwined with each other in some way. And you don't really know it until like at, but as the movie progresses, you're kind of seeing how they're all connected, that the basic gist is that Brad Pitt's character um, is supposed to board this train, collect a suitcase, and leave. That's the whole thing. But then slowly you're finding that these other people need to give this case to another person and somebody else grabbing this ransom from this case and somebody else is looking to get revenge on somebody else who is here looking for the case. And so there's all this stuff happening that is happening from car to car. And I just thought it was really good. I really like Brad Pitt's character. Um, there were a lot of characters on there that I thought were really likable for the fact that, like, we had assassins and we had some dirtbags. And, like, I don't know, the acting was really well done, I thought. But, yeah, it was just, it was a really entertaining movie. One that, from the very beginning to the very end, it had me go, like, oh, that's what's happening. Oh, that's where that person went or like things like that. So I really enjoyed it, but apparently not a lot of people did. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a bummer. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I have not seen that one. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I haven't either, but glad glad you liked it. It it, it feels like movies like that, that they get you because now uh, – you probably, as soon as you finish it, you're like, wait, I got to watch that again. Yes, <laughs> to, no, that was exactly out, how I felt. To figure out, oh, wait, these things, I'm going to watch for them earlier on kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah that, that's always fun. I, oh, I love it. Is it my turn again? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Um, let's see. We've covered most of my list. Let's see, what do I want to talk about? You know what, I'm going to talk about this movie. This is a movie from 2008. It's an animated movie that uh, is, is, I think, very much an action-adventure film, um, even though I think most people would probably mostly want to call it a comedy movie, and that's Kung Fu Panda. Ooh, what a good one. <laughs> Guys, I love, I love a good martial arts movie already. Like, martial arts movies are fun, but Kung Fu Panda, what a, what a fun movie. And uh, I thought this was interesting. So uh, uh, it was directed by John Stevenson, and it was, feature, it was his feature directorial debut. There are a couple of those we've talked about. There's, there's, it's funny these these people who are their first chance directing these movies. Um, Ghost Protocol was Brad Bird's live action debut. Oh yeah, did you know that? I think wow. I did. No, I did not know. Yeah, that. Brad Brad Bird had directed uh, a bunch of really good movies, uh, The Incredibles and The Iron Giant. He directed some really good stuff, but it was all animation. His first his first live action movie was Ghost Protocol. And what a movie! Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Anyway, anyway so yeah. Yeah, John John Stevenson. This was his first his first movie he directed was Kung Fu Panda. So good job, it's starring the voices of course of Jack Black, Dustin Hoffman, Angelina Jolie, <laughs> Seth Rogen, Lucy Liu, David Cross, James Hong, Jackie Chan. <laughs> There's like all the oh, all the so great amazing. like comedians and martial artists are in this movie. It's so good. 
And uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's about uh, Poe, who is a panda, and he loves martial arts, and he's a big, you know, fat, bumbling panda, but he loves martial arts, and he's <laughs> trying to get a glimpse of the martial arts masters who are, are in the you know, top of the mountain at this town. And uh, it's at this festival where they're going to announce the dragon warrior, who's going to be this great, like, warrior of time, who's going to have all this great power uh, to protect their 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 land. And uh, he is chosen, and everyone is blown away and uh, don't agree with it in most cases and uh he's learning how to how to kung fu and uh has to save everybody and it's great there are three right are there are three movies and a tv show they're all very good but yeah the original one's just it's just something special it's really really funny and you know jack black is hilarious and the whole story is great but man the fight sequences like all the action like they're martial really arts sequences are so good like the choreography on these things is really amazing it's really cool so, yeah, I, ha- I had to put that one on my list for sure. Yeah, and what a good soundtrack, too. Yeah, so good. Man, what a good movie. I, I had one other, but I'll-, I'll save it for an honorable mention. I think, yeah, it. I- I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, Kung Fu Panda is awesome. I got a, bu- I got a bunch I could put for honorable mentions. Uh, is there any-, any more you want to talk about, Shannon, or should we-, should we wrap it I up? I mean, looking over my list, the only other one, I think, because a lot of my other ones, they kind of also double up with, like, sci-fi, but the one that doesn't really double up anywhere else is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess that one that one doesn't quite fall into sci-fi, but it's what yeah, I think action is exactly where that one lives. Yes, yeah. Um my favorite definitely would be The Curse of the Black Pearl or the very first one. We <laughs> This last summer, in our preparation for the Beach House reunion that we had, Alex and I painted a lot of miniatures for a very intense nautical-themed Dungeons & Dragons one-shot. It was so good. That was awesome. uh, It was really awesome. In our marathon of painting, we watched every single one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. We had a little mini-marathon. And I forgot just how good the original trilogy is. Like The first movie is fantastic. The other two in the trilogy are okay, but it's, it's a solid chunk of movies yeah and then oh boy do they <laughs> go right off the rails oh. <laughs> I, like we were so distracted by the last one because we were like what is even happening anymore <laughs> what is going on <laughs> but we did watch them all which i feel like i shouldn't even admit that i just said i haven't seen a james bond movie i haven't seen the original mission impossibles <laughs> But I've seen every one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're co- you're covering the important stuff, apparently. Oh boy! But yes, no. That very first movie is so good, and it's just it's a good action movie. And holy cow, Johnny Depp is so good at what he does in embodying this character. Like he brought Jack Sparrow to life and is so iconic that he brought that out of nothing. Like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. no like there's so many pirate costumes and things and they will take bits and pieces from this character that is so iconic now. And I mean, Captain Barbosa, played by Jeffrey Rush, is fantastic. Really good, yeah. And 2003, like 2000s, we were peak Orlando Bloom right there. <laughs> That's so, true, yeah. <laughs> uh, just very good. Very entertaining movie for sure. That is a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I had that as a as an honorable mention, but yeah, that's that's a good one. And and yeah, I think this probably is the best spot to put it too. So or, or uh, uh action. I guess there's a little, there's an element of fantasy to it, but yeah, it's it's an, I think it's just a good old action movie. Yeah. I remember I I uh saw it well after it had come out cuz I was I was in North Carolina doing the mission thing and I remember I came home and you guys like you guys had a list of good movies for me to watch um <laughs> and that was one of them and I was like they made a movie out of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride like at Disneyland and <laughs> yeah, you guys were like trust so me strange. it's good and I watched it and yeah I was like holy crap this is really good <laughs> from a Disneyland ride who knew yeah so. What Remember when movie. they did some of the others too, like Haunted Mansion? Oh, that one was not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that well, was now a, they've that done was Jungle Cruise. They did do oh, Jungle that's Cruise. That's true, yeah. 
Well, I guess that's probably a good spot to wrap it up. The only other one I was going to maybe talk about is is uh, Rogue One. But as again, we already did our sci-fi movies topic uh, once upon a time, and we talked about Star Wars a lot. And Star Wars in general is fantastic. But yeah, Rogue One specifically, I think, is a great not just sci-fi, but a great action movie. Right? It's like it's it's a war movie essentially. It, I think yeah. it's very good. It's but, so good. Anyway, but guess I, I digress. We probably had to wrap it up. Uh, but this has been a good one. We had a ton of good ones. And yeah, between the three of us, we covered all of my list, except for Rogue One. That was the only reason I had to give that little mention at the end there. But yeah, as usual, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at thefavoriteshowpodcast. Let us know your favorite action movies, action adventure movies. Uh, there's the, all the all the genre blending we got in there. Um, we barely scratched the surface. There's a lot we didn't talk about. Uh, and again, like I said, we already talked about some sci-fi stuff, so that, that eliminated some of my movies. We're going to talk about superhero movies at some point, so that was a chunk I didn't talk about, but uh, either way, there's still tons, so let us know what your favorites are. Also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, it's because your life is a little too boring right now. <laughs> right? right. You're, you're watching too many dramas. You're watching too many, you know, lifetime whatever uh, biopics and stuff. Put those away. Go to all of our patron saints of action, right? Get Tom Cruise and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Harrison Ford. Get those guys on your TV. Watch all those. They'll pump you up. Give us some five stars and uh, we'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that'll do it. Until next week, my name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Cue the music. so easy to wrap up the show when you're here, Sean. <laughs> the last couple weeks, we had to be like, who's going to say this? Now, who's going to say that? What order are we going? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> um, audible mentions. Uh, let's see. Top Gun. Both Top Guns, right? Yes. Top Gun Maverick. The Bourne Identity and I think the whole whole Bourne series. Miss Congeniality. Jurassic Park, even though we talked about it in sci-fi movies. I, I'm, I'm blanking now. I had a whole long list. I don't know why I deleted them this time instead oh. of... I think I was worried that I was like, oh, no, I talked about this. So, anyway, that's all I got. Oh, good. Uh, The Matrix. Tron Legacy. How to Train Your Dragon. Inception. Days of Thunder. (laughs) It's not a good movie, but I love NASCAR, so I had to include it. Oh, yeah. Back to the Future. Megamind. iRobot. Atlantis, the Disney one. Oh, that's a good movie. Real good. The Star Trek reboot. I know Sean talked about uh, Goldeneye Casino Royale, but just a quick shout out to yeah. all James Bond movies. <laughs> They're all fun. You mentioned Independence Day yep. and Lord of the Rings. Yep. Jumanji. Well, I think we've I think I've exhausted my list of the honorable mentions. Like, like I said, I've got a long list actually here of superhero movies, but they're all to be continued. <laughs> yes. And I had because we also talked about it on the book one, Hunger Games. We're obviously going to talk Star Wars in a lot more detail someday. Also, actually, an honorable mention for me was the Uncharted movie. Now, wait, we did talk Star Wars in a lot of detail because we already did a sci-fi movie topic. See, we talked a decent amount, but I also kind of figured that someday we were going to just do a Star Wars episode. Actually, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do that. (laughs) Let's just do a favorite Star Wars dot 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 topic. Favorite Star War. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 